Mm-hmm. So I had known a lot of these people from talking online for months. And the second we sit down, about seven or eight people ran over yes. uh, and they were all saying, is, is that Sean? Because I'd made these little stickers and they said, you know, I met Sean on a Disney cruise. No way. People, the first 10 people to get me get a sticker. everybody to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and Sam I got another review for you I said this on the last time we recorded I'm gonna make you start reading these because they're your favorite thing and they they make me self-conscious so <laughs> I'm not self-conscious I'm like give it to me give it to me I love you well, I, <laughs> I'm fairly self-conscious about pronouncing this name because it's either King Shag or you can make that King plural and tell me what it is I'm not going to uh, <laughs> Go there right now. Either way, it's a little uh, risque. I like it. Yeah. Hey, K-A-S-H-A-G. It <laughs> reads, the DCL podcast you are looking for. Apparently, we're the droids people are looking for, Sam. They write, I never write reviews, but felt compelled to do so. I have spent a very long time looking for a DCL podcast I can listen to without getting bored and finally found one. I've listened to probably 10 to 15 podcasts since I found this podcast and can't wait to listen to more. If you're looking for a high quality DCL podcast, here it is. Well... Thank you for that review. Sam is uh, diligently chewing her food right now because it is lunchtime where we are. Otherwise, she would chime in with all kinds of praise. I am going to chime in. I just swallowed my last bite really quickly so that I could jump in and say thank you so much for that review. That really means a lot to us. And we're glad that you found us. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And Sam, I'm going to throw it right back to you. We got a great guest today, a great topic. So you want to introduce the guest and the topic a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. We are excited. We're always excited to welcome new guests to the show. Not that we don't love our repeat guests, but it's always nice to talk to somebody new. And Sean has been, I believe, a longtime listener of our show and reached out to us to come and talk to us about his latest cruise adventure. So welcome to the show, Sean. Well, thank you so much for calling me great. It is great to be here with you guys. I'm a big fan of the show. As soon as I booked my second cruise, I feel like I binged through almost all of your content. So it's just a little surreal to be here. Forgive me if I, you know, fan out a little bit. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you're like making uh, my If you heart made it back so to the early show. episodes and didn't just hit unsubscribe, I'm surprised. <laughs> so yeah, but thank you. Thank you for listening. Sean, before we dive into talking about your cruise, as you probably know, we love to get folks' Disney Cruise Line background, their creds with Disney Cruise Line and all things Disney. So you want to tell folks what your Disney Cruise Line background's like? Absolutely. So I come from more of a parks family. We visited in 04 and 05 when I was you know, six and seven years old. And then we went to the parks in 14. My parents actually became members of the Hilton Vacation Club. So right now is not a great time as non-resort stayers to go to the parks. But we went in 2021 because there was nothing else to do because a lot of the world was still kind of closed at that point. But my friends went on their first Disney cruise in April of that year. And they said, or April of last year, and they said to me, okay, we're going on a Disney cruise. And right after they came back, they said, we're doing another one in December, and you're coming with us. And at that point, I did like you do with when your friends try to make plans. And I said, okay, yeah, sure, get back to me. <laughs> and then they actually did. <laughs> I love it. I wasn't going to go. But then he kind of pulled me aside and he said, okay, I'm going to propose on this trip. So you, you need to be there. And I looked at him and I went, oh, nuts. Okay, we're going on a cruise. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a one-time thing. 
I got home. I had the best time. We were on the wonder. And then like two weeks later, I was sitting at my desk and I went, oh, we got to do that again. <laughs> of course, you fell in love. It was the wonder. <laughs> exactly. It was it was the wonder that made me fall in love with the Disney Cruise Line. So, so you promptly found two more friends who needed to get married, booked on the wonder and had them propose. <laughs> that seems like a strat- winning strategy. <laughs> it, it's tough. So I work for the government and my vacation schedule isn't all that flexible uh, throughout the year. So my parents were going to go to Colorado on the family vacation this year. And that just was not something that I was very interested in. Mm -hmm. So I called my friend who uh, works actually directly across the street from me. And I said, Hey, you know, I can get a really great deal on this four night cruise. Are you in? And we were going to go to the parks in 2020 for our college graduation. That obviously got canceled. Happen, Yeah. But she said, you know what, we're going to do this. So we were off to the races. We had a great travel agent. And it was really, I think, one of the best vacations of my life. But don't tell my parents because they weren't there. <laughs> well, they're going to be listening to this. Yeah, too, I was going to so say, they're... I hope they don't listen then. So, mom and dad, Sean is lying. He wishes that he was with you in Colorado on whatever land vacation you had that didn't include Mickey Mouse. So, <laughs> I made them a Shutterfly book from Colorado. So, it, it's okay. <laughs> I love it. Love it. So, you're hooked, it sounds like, already after two cruises. This is going to be your new your new vacation style cruising. Yeah, I think I'll have more to say on that in rapid fire. But, you know, I am a sucker for the words limited edition. So <laughs> as soon as that silver anniversary at sea was announced, I had one of those moments of, oh, dang, that's the one we got to do that. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about exactly that, why you chose this cruise in particular, a four-night itinerary on the Magic, having, of course, sailed on the Wonder. Did that play into your you know, calculus of what cruise or what ship I want to be on, what ports I want to go from, that sort of a thing? Yeah, I really liked the fact that the Wonder was so much smaller than you know some of the other ships in the fleet. And I really loved kind of that intimate setting that you have when you can you know see people over and over again and you kind of get friendly with them. And so it was really tough to kind of make that call because we don't have tons of vacation time to burn. So it was either, I forget where the wonder was, but when we saw that the magic was going out of Florida, that was a lot easier of a flight than what we did on the wonder, which was going all the way to San Diego. So I'm not a big person for picking ports. I was not that big a fan of Nassau, but for me, it was more just, you know, being on a ship was the big thing that I wanted to do. And I found things to do along the way. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're coming from New England. And so going down to Florida is a lot easier than flying out to San Diego, of course. And so that definitely, you know, that definitely plays into the calculus. And then, of course, just timing, right? Sometimes it's just like the timing of the itineraries, the number of days, that sort of a thing that dictates what cruise you're going to be on. But you said this was a silver anniversary at sea where you then super psyched that this was, you know, going to be your second cruise and you were going to get to celebrate, you know, the magic and her 25th anniversary in particular. It was so exciting for me because it, the first cruise that we went on was a merry time. So the silver anniversary kind of filled, you know, some of that theming that I loved from last time. And when you two were on your trip, that was the first week of September, right? That's right. Yep. I was sitting at the port scrolling through my phone because boarding was delayed. And I saw that you had tweeted that you were in Miami on the magic too. And I had one of those moments of wait, 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 wait. Because I was really hoping that, you know, maybe by some accident of the timeline, we were going to be on the same cruise together. (laughs) Didn't work out. But it was just really cool to be there and to celebrate it because the magic and I are the same age. But 
you know, I feel like the one, the magic is in really great condition, but <laughs> I feel like I'm the world's oldest 25 year old. <laughs> I love that. So you're I can't, I can't knock you're the only, magic for yeah, it. You're a baby, only 25 years old. My goodness. Yeah. I love that. Well, I love that you got to celebrate the magic's birthday, essentially, but l- let's about um, your sort of planning on, on your trip and, you know, booking things ahead of time. You were a silver cruiser at the time that you had booked this, right? You had just finished your first cruise. You know, how did that onboard or sorry, how did that online pre-booking go for you? Did you get things that you wanted? Did you not care to book anything because it was, you know, just your second cruise? Or were there things that you were hoping for that you weren't able to get? Yeah. So I'm not a big port adventures guy. I'm really not. For me, it's just about being, you know, on the ship. Like I said before, but the one thing that my friend and I really wanted was that coveted Palo brunch. And oh, we yeah. got to the midnight, you know, booking window and I, you know, had my war paint on and I was ready to go through and we didn't get it. Yeah. So I got to the point of, you know, constantly checking every single day. And one day we had just gone to the movies. I was getting home and I had to make some dinner. And I just said, you know what? To heck with it. I'm just going to check one time. And it came up and I did like a touchdown dance. Yay! It was was amazing. And I ate so much food. I think we ordered like six entrees and like the whole dessert menu. (laughs) So that was worth it. Who of you? And then exactly. uh, (laughs) And the other thing that we really wanted to do that we didn't have any trouble at all was a paddle boarding. Oh, yeah. I did the 5K on Castaway K. And that was like the big thing that I wanted to do this trip. And Maybe paddle boarding was a little bit of a mistake because my knees just started to kind of give out at that point. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of running. Yeah, <laughs> that is for sure. Especially in the heat at Castaway. It's just the heat and humidity down there. For those of us who don't, I feel like for people who live in Florida and run in Florida, they're like, ah, Castaway, it's fine because they're used to that weather. But for any of us who live, I don't know, in the northern part of the United States, we're like, dying dying in that heat and that humidity sounds like you had some you know really good thoughts for on you know online booking we try to tell people you know if at first you don't succeed try try again because things do open up people do cancel and then the other tip is always onboard booking that you know things are held back and so if you go right away when you board you are likely to get stuff that you were unable to get. Although Palo Brunch is one of those things that's probably the hardest on these shorter itinerary cruises because you really only have, you know, a sea day and maybe a Nassau day for brunch. Just keep asking. This is a case where the worst thing that's going to happen is they tell you no. I mean, if you don't get it on the first day after you board, then head up to Palo at some point when they're open in the middle of the cruise and see if they can squeeze you in on the day that you want brunch. Like people cancel on them all the time. So yeah, this is a place where you just got to keep asking if it's something you really want. So yeah. And you can go up there to have drinks, even if you don't have a reservation for, you know, around dinner time or in the evening. And so that's one way to then make friends with the manager at Apollo. And they might be able to figure out a way to kind of squeeze you into their schedule. I didn't know that. So I've learned yeah. my new thing of the day. Okay. Yeah, we're, yeah. I think we're done here. Yeah. All right. I love it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you go up there, even like I said, without a dinner reservation, they'll sit you at the bar. You can have you know, a drink. You might even be able to order some food there as well. But yeah, you just make friends with them. And if you make friends with them, they're more likely to find you a spot. Let's put it that way. 
All right. So Sean, we've got, you know, you had pre-booking, you had online check-in. Was that a, you know, cluster as it often is, although it's gotten a little bit better now that it were a little bit more staggered in the check-in times? I was really worried about it, but we were able to get, I think it was boarding group seven. When the day came, everything was delayed by about 30, 40 minutes. Yep. So it didn't really kind of matter in the end, but it was not as bad as it could have been. I mean, I've, I've heard the horror stories of people, you know, before they started staggering, you know, getting locked out and, you know, the site crashing. But thankfully, we, we didn't have any problems. And I'm kind of glad I don't have a story about this. <laughs> Listen, no news is good news on that front, both for any kind of pre-booking check-in, no news is good news. All right. So let's talk about you getting down to to Miami, right? The sale, this magic sailing was out of Miami as well. Did you get in ahead of time, day of? What was sort of your plan of action? This is the part where I'm going to get a lot of hate from the audience. <laughs> I was really willing to uh, roll the dice and fly in the day of. Wow. Uh, I looked with my travel agent who was absolutely wonderful. And I kind of tracked, you know, what was the on time percentage of the different flights that were available to us. Oh, yeah. Uh, and even the farthest behind the flight that we ever picked was in the last six months, it still got in before they would cut off the boarding groups. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of risky and I picked the same day fly in, but it paid off. We actually got there about a half an hour early. So we had to wait a little bit, which was fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, brave of you. Not a re not the recommended way to do it. But you know, if, I guess if you're if you are go leaving from somewhere that has you know a major airport and has a lot of flights, it's a little less risky than if you're let's say flying from across the country like we are from Seattle to Florida. That's we would never ever do that. But if you're on the East Coast and you're near a major airport, you probably have a lot more options if something gets delayed or canceled. So all right. You get down to Florida, you're there early, you don't have to stay in Miami, obviously, overnight, because you're there in the morning. How did the boarding process go in the Miami terminal? It was not the best that it could have been. It was around 45 minutes behind. But we all were kind of wondering what was going on, because we weren't seeing that much movement. But then once in a while, you'd see, you know, a cast member kind of scurrying frantically in the background. But it was really nice, because that was one of those moments where everyone in the crowd is in it together. So we were able to kind of make friends with a couple different people. We got, you know, some photos with the backgrounds. After the morning that we had, because to leave Boston to get down to Miami, we had to be awake at 3am. So even having like that 20 minute ability to just kind of nod off a little bit in your seat that that paid off. Well, good. Yeah. So I would say Miami is not quite as efficient as Port Canaveral. Um, and it's not unusual for them to have some delays with customs. Usually those things are out, outside of Disney's control, but we had kind of a similar experience. We did not sort of board on time, but it's fine. No big deal. You roll with the punches. All right. You get, you know, you, you get called, your boarding group gets called. You are on the gangway. You are about to enter the beautiful Disney magic. And then you walk into her atrium that looks strikingly similar to the Wonders Atrium with a little bit different decor. What do you think? You know, being there for my friend's first time walking onto a Disney cruise ship, that made it so much more magical. Uh, I think after that first time, I kind of knew what to expect. But just being able to, you know, see her face and record that on my phone, that's 
one of those core memories I'm not going to be forgetting anytime soon. No, I love that magical moment where you get to introduce somebody else to, you know, Disney Cruise Line and sort of see it again through their eyes. Because, I mean, you know that, you know, they're going to announce whatever, you know, family name you give them, but your friend maybe doesn't know that. And then you get to sort of watch them experience that for the first time. Super fun to watch. Okay, so what was your plan of action? Do you go straight to Cabanas? Did you have, you know, business to take care of as far as, you know, making spa appointments or uh, or dealing with any kind of dining issues? Or are you headed to sit down lunch? What was your plan of action? Thankfully, we didn't have to do any, you know, last minute operations to go get any reservations. But I was dreaming of those empanadas at the embarkation lunch. Oh, like that yeah. was the thing that I kept telling my friend about. I, <laughs> I was saying they were amazing. And the sauce that it comes with, I, so we went right to that. But as we were walking through, Pluto came out to meet people and ah. there was no one in line. So it was like the record went off the table. And I said, okay, no, 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 we're doing this first. So <laughs> then, we, then we went to the lunch. But it was really funny. It was the second that we sat down to lunch. I joined the Facebook group, but my friend doesn't really use Facebook at all. Mm -hmm. So I had known a lot of these people from talking online for months. And the second we sit down, about seven or eight people ran over uh, and they were all saying, is is that Sean? Because I'd made these little stickers and they said, you know, I met Sean on a Disney cruise. No The first 10 people to get me get a sticker. (laughs) And so all these people are coming to me and they want to take photos together. And the person at the table next to us leans over to my friend who also doesn't know what's happening. And he says to her, is he like a YouTuber or something? (laughs) And she looks back at him and just goes, no. But later she said, oh, I should have said yes, just to see what happened. (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. Okay. I want a sticker that says I met Sean on my Disney Cruise Line podcast. (laughs) I will absolutely send you one. I love that, Sean. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Tell so tell us how you came up with that idea and you know how you sort of interacted with people in the Facebook group. Did you did you run the Facebook group as an admin or did were you just in it? Yeah, I admin the Facebook group with two really lovely other people, Bailey and Beth. And shout out Bailey and Beth. <laughs> yeah, shout out guys. I hope you listen to this. They were just absolutely wonderful. And I started just as a regular member, you know, trying to contribute and keep the conversation going. Because from my maritime cruise, I learned, you know, the more you talk to people, the easier it is on board. And, you know, you get those friends. And actually, one of the people on our trip was someone from my maritime cruise named Nanette. And she was celebrating her birthday. And it was just absolutely magical getting to see her again. So it was, you know, really just my attempt to kind of say, okay, you know, we're going to be together on this ship for four days. We should all try to, you know, get to know each other a little bit. It'll make it more fun. And I really think it paid off because everywhere we went, people were saying, oh, yeah, you know, there's Sean and his friend. And it was (laughs) like we were kind of the closest to being celebrities that we were ever going to get. Yeah, you were totally Facebook group celebrities. I love that. So wait, what cruise number is this that you've decided to dive into admining of Facebook? Yeah, this is group? number two, Brian. Yeah, this is number two. That's what I thought. That's bold yeah. move. That is a bold move. <laughs> and you know what? No one called my bluff on it. So <laughs> that's right, right? I think it took us like past platinum for Sam to like admin yeah. her first Facebook group and now she's getting to the point where I'm telling her like never admin a Facebook group again. But you know, amazing. it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is. I think it's it's uh, it's less work if you are not sort of the primary admin. If you're like the secondary or or third ad- admin. 
So meaning you don't have to do the fish extender exchange because that's I did that. Actually. You did that. I feel like I that's the that. most complicated part because people are I'm just going to put it out there and say people are really flaky and they'll sign up, you know, months in advance. And then at the last minute, they bow out. And then it's really disappointing for others in the group who you know, have personalized gifts and things like that, or people who sign up and have no idea like what it is and they, until the last minute and then they're like, and then they go and get some like really cheap dollar store stuff. And I'm not saying that you have to spend a lot of money on fish extenders. You really don't. But I do think it's important to put some thought into whatever gifts you're giving because Others will for sure have put, you know, a great deal of thought into those gifts. I love that you're begrudging the dollar store when you can't pass the dollar aisle in Target without a full shopping cart. So like, let's be clear, there are no rules to fish extenders other than have fun. And, you know, yeah. No, I'm with you. I have no problem with I have no problem with some things in the fish extender gift being from the dollar store. I'm just saying there's a shovel in your hands right now that's digging a hole, Sam, that you can't get out of. Let's just say Sam's going out. Sam's going out with a bang because she is admitting the Treasure Maiden Voyage Facebook group, the largest one. That and I, I, I've ended up doing a lot of the posting, but, right. but I was like, I can't believe she's doing this. Like, right. I want to hear, but I want to hear, wait, I want to hear Sean. Wait, no, no, no. I want to hear Sean's experience of admitting a Facebook group. So you got into this, and how much work did it end up being for you, Sean? That that's, I feel like it's a lot of work. So I have a degree in communications, and I studied a lot of social media management in college, and. I don't actually, I work for the government. So that's not exactly what I do for a living, primarily. But it was pretty easy once everyone kind of found their rhythm. So even with the fish extenders, when we created the form for it, I found that the trick was, you know, you have to have those giant warnings, right? You have to say, okay, this is a reciprocal, you know, gift exchange. It's going to be expected that, you know, you give to people, but they're going to give you back. I do a lot of work on Canva. So, you know, making those different graphics, it was really about, you know, trying to get people's attention and getting them excited about this experience that we were going to share. So, you know, once people started to open up and say, you know, I'm really excited to do this, then, you know, I could kind of keep notes and say, okay, this is what people want to talk about. You know, it's one thing if I want to kind of shout into the darkness, you know, and just kind of yell around. But, you know, I find that it's really trying to have that discussion with people. Absolutely. I love that. All right. I'm going to have you, Sean, send me your form that you used for fish extender signups, because I find that to be one of the hardest things to create each time. Um, and I, I would love somebody else's template because I don't feel like I've got a great one right now. And, and I have in the past used just Excel and had people fill out information and inevitably people leave out information. So I think it's better to do it in a sort of a forms way and make everybody have to put something in each field. And so I'm going to, I'm going to see what you've got in that respect. Game on. Yeah, I love it. All right. So let's talk about your sort of onboard experience. You did, obviously, we know Castaway, you did paddleboard and you did the 5K and I'm sure you spent some time relaxing on the beach. But as you mentioned, this for you, this cruise was about the ship and less about the ports. I know you went to NASA and Castaway. So let's talk about, you know, onboard experience. Let's talk about first sort of daytime activities. And you're sort of showing your friend around the ship as well. So I'd love to know what kinds of things you felt like it was necessary to schlep her to. That's really the fun part about taking someone on their first cruise, right? Yeah. It's because I was able to kind of say, okay, these were the best things that I did. And we're going to see if you like them too. You know, that food coma after Palo Brunch, that that took a couple hours out of the day. 
Of course, of course. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun getting to meet the characters in those silver anniversary outfits because, you know, that's the picture that you got to post on Facebook to make everyone back home just a little bit jealous, right? I found that it was really nice to have that Facebook experience because even if we didn't love the activities that we were doing, you know, we still had fun getting to talk to the people around us. And that was what made it all the more memorable. We didn't get to trivia. We tried to do the drawing class to make <laughs> Mickey. And then I did group later on in the cruise. And I will tell you, we do not have a future working for Disney Animation. <laughs> and I'm also not going to lie. I think that I did spend my life savings at the gift shop. So <laughs> we did a lot of time just searching through trying to get all that different merchandise. <laughs> what were some of your favorite purchases from the gift shop? That's one of those things where I will say I don't spend as much time in the gift shops anymore, but I used to spend a ton of time there when I was a new cruiser. I wanted all the merch and now I'm like much more picky about what I buy. But yeah, what kinds of stuff were you looking for? Like, are you a spirit jersey guy or other stuff? <laughs> I am not a spirit jersey guy. I I wish I were someone who could pull that look off. I'm just not. That is the right answer. They should all be burned, in my opinion. They're Stop so the spirit expensive. jersey madness. They are so expensive. <laughs> Although I did, to you know, look, ugh, I, I hate to admit this on air. I did just get a Christmas spirit jersey to wear on a cruise. It may be the only spirit jersey. Well, I, I guess I have that Yoda, that baby Yoda one, but I never Grugu, yeah. Grugu, yeah. But yeah, so I guess my opinion does not count because I'm a hypocrite, but I say burn them all. I'll throw mine in the pile. I'll throw mine in the pile. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite thing, I have the atrium statue on my shelf of all the different ships that I've been on. So two of them. So Yay. I have my little Helmsman Mickey and my Ariel. Uh, and, you know, those are the things I can't help but look at them and just be happy. Uh, and then one of my favorite items that we got, they had the blue shimmering seas mug. And oh, yeah. when we, you know, got to the gift shop the first day, we kind of tried to peer in and it wasn't there. And my friend and I were dead set, like we were going to get these matching mugs. And I was so sad. But then, you know, I get up to the front of the line after people hunger games to grab everything. Right. And I said to the cast member, oh, you know, I was so disappointed that, you know, I didn't see this and I was kind of hoping to get one. And then she kind of looks at me and just goes, wait a second, I'll be right back. Yeah. And they had one left. So I was able to get that. But then the next day I was up at like 5 a.m. because I was just too excited to sleep in. And I decided to just go for a stroll around the ship. And I walked by the gift shop just to see if anything was new. Mm -hmm. And then they had three more mugs. <gasps> so I had that moment of, I was lied to. But hey, I mean, that's a great thing. <laughs> so I got back to the room. And I said to my friend, okay, you know what? Get dressed. We're, we're rope dropping the gift shop. We <laughs> need that mug. Because it opens. So, so you have to get your matching mugs. So we have two. Exactly. exactly. I love it. So we, we got our matching mugs. I think that those were you know some of my favorites. And then... You know, I love that Captain Mickey print that they gave us. That's oh, yeah. proudly hanging on my wall now for my office. So, you know, I'm just a sucker for the free stuff. I love it. I love it. Well, I can see, obviously, as we're talking to you, you're on video, although we're not recording. And I can see you've got, you know, a lightsaber held behind you. You've got one of I the ships do. behind you. You have a Mickey picture behind you. I can see some of your, you know, some of your array of Disney memorabilia. So love it. Love it. It's mostly there so that when my friends come over, it starts a conversation and I can, you know, just talk at them for 40 straight minutes about the Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Well, you know, or they could just listen to this show. <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, some evening time activities. You were traveling, obviously, adults only. So you don't have to worry about putting kids to bed and staying out late and, you know, 
worrying about them being cranky the next morning like we have to worry about. Did you do any of the, you know, adult only no evening shows like the sort of they do some of the, you know, the music trivia or the match your mate, that sort of stuff? So I'm not going to lie. I I feel like the listeners are going to start to kind of figure this out. I am the world's oldest man for someone who's only 25. So (laughs) I have a bedtime of like eight. 30. So, so usually by the time that dinner was done and I, you know, eaten my body weight of food, I was a little bit tired, but you know, we really loved all the shows. I have a couple opinions that I think are going to get me in more trouble with the audience. Oh no. And then we, you know, just kind of enjoyed going to the different deck parties. You know, I really loved the Soul Cat Lounge. Mm-hmm. I tried that smoked old fashioned because after hearing about so many times on the show, <laughs> I kind of just said, okay, we got to do it. And then Usually it was just kind of seeing what happened every night. Uh, you know, the deck parties and the fireworks were always a huge plus. All right. So you're, you hit all the, you hit your deck parties, you hit your dinners. Now you said you, you know, you said you're basically an old man for a 25 year old, but did you do early dinner or late dinner? I am a late dinner person. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I kind of just snacked my way through the day, which is, yeah. I feel like so easy with all the deck food. So I felt like I kind of needed to distance my meals out or else I wasn't going to make it. Or, you know, I'd just be hungry again and trying to do like dinner number five at 11 (laughs) o'clock. So we were late dining people. And I think it was really great because I think the first dining from what I've heard, you know, they try to rush you along because they have to fit the second dining in. But, you know, with that second dining, we really got to talk to, you know, our wait team and get to really know them. And, you know, that was a really great experience. I, I loved our wait team. We had Omar... Vanessa and Zrocco were our wait team and they were just absolutely phenomenal. Oh, I love that. Now, did you get seated with other folks or was it just the two of you sitting together? It was just the two of us. You know, we had we had talked it through, but I, I think for us it was, you know, having that quality time as best friends because now that we're not in college anymore, we don't really get the chance to, you know, have that much time. So we put that special request in, you know, as soon as it was booked to try to be the first to the post. Interesting. I am actually surprised, Sean. I would have guessed if you had asked me after talking to you at the beginning of this show, I would have said, nope, Sean decided that they were going to link up with somebody else he met in the Facebook group and they were going to make new tw- 12 new best friends, basically. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that I had. I, I think part of the calculation along the way became, you know, this idea that we were just constantly surrounded by friends. So it was kind of nice to have that moment of, you know, just quiet to have together, even though the DCL restaurants are nothing but quiet. (laughs) It was kind of nice to have that, you know, BFF time. Awesome. I like that. All right. So let's talk shows. You know, you mentioned that you have some, you know, maybe unpopular opinions, and I'm curious to hear them. You're on the magic. So you had I, I if correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if they switched it up, but you normally have Tangled, Twice Charmed, and Disney, is it Believe or Dreams? I Dreams. Can't Dreams, thank you. Yeah, so what did you think of the show? Is it, did you go to all three? And obviously, let's include the deck, deck party in this as well. Okay, so I'm going to call it like two and a half on the shows. So I absolutely love Tangled. That is one of my favorite Disney movies. And I loved every second of it. And Twice Charmed, I was sitting there thinking to myself, why have I heard this story before? And then I realized that there's like that direct to DVD Cinderella twist in time movie. Oh, yeah. And like once that clicked, I was just comparing it in my head the entire time. And then the third night was Believe. And that was the Castaway K-Day. 
And, you know, after doing the 5K and then the paddle boarding and then going to the beach, I just started to get really kind of sunsick. And, mm -hmm. you know, being in one of those shows when you have that bad a headache was not a great idea. Mm -hmm. So around halfway through, I said, okay, I've seen this on The Wonder before. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to go die in a corner a little bit and go back <laughs> and have a nap. <laughs> well, and honestly, if you are a little bit sunsick, and then the rocking of the ship you tend to feel more. And if you're sit sitting in the theater, I actually think that's one of the places where you might tend to feel it more um, as, as well. So probably a good call to kind of bow out early on that. What did you think of the pirate deck party? I guess and the sail away party because that you you know you experience the sail away party on both. It's the same one on the magic and the wonder and the deck part pirate deck party should have been the same as well but what, what did you think of them okay this is another place i feel like i'm gonna get in trouble i have never seen the sail wave party uh, <laughs> my trick to that was always okay you know after that muster drill you have that little bit of time when yep. everyone's gonna go to the sail wave party but you know when you make your list of priorities you got to figure out what's the most important and the thing that was always most important in my head was i need that photo of mickey mouse to post online just for you know points on instagram so mm -hmm. What I will do with my friend is we were first in line to meet Mickey first day, and then we didn't have to worry about it the rest of the trip. Yeah. Uh, and I have no regrets about that. Yeah. That is actually really smart. I think, you know, we try and tell people you aren't going to be able to do everything that you want to do on a Disney cruise. And you really have to set your priorities and make sure you get done those things that are like uh, at the top of that priority list. And that's actually a, a great tip because... You know, the sail away party is usually about four o'clock at night. The first like meet and greets for Mickey or what, like 445 or five o'clock. And if you don't get in line towards the beginning of that line, they do actually close the lines, you know, after about 15 minutes. And some of those lines, particularly Mickey and sometimes like Chip and Dale, because they're, you know, you meet them together, you know, th sometimes those lines get closed and uh, pretty quickly. So it's, you know, there's certainly many opportunities to meet and take a picture with Mickey, but not always in the same outfit. So that's another thing people don't realize, like you might see Mickey on night one in one outfit. Well, on night two, he's going to be in a different outfit and night three, he might be in another outfit and night four, he might be in another outfit. So if you want all the different outfit pictures, you're going to have to schedule all your time around that. <laughs> yeah. And the big problem was because it was that silver anniversary sailing, you know, for us, it was that silver anniversary outfit or bust. Yeah. So, you know, we went to meet Mickey, but one of my biggest mental problems of this trip was that, you know, we said, walk into this, okay, we're going to do the Mickey picture. But, you know, other than that, there are other things we want to do. But I just got so entrenched of, okay, now we're through the line. But wait, Minnie's here. Yeah. Go back in line. Get, you know, go meet I Minnie. Get same. out of line. Donald. So, you know, it's it was a vicious cycle that we had to tear <laughs> ourselves out of after a while. I do the same thing. Brian and Nathan get like so crazy with me because I'll say, okay, we're going to take one picture with Mickey or with Minnie or whoever it is that I want to get the picture with. And then, but then I'll see across the way another character and it's like squirrel. Like, and I, I must go over there and do that one. It's so close. Yeah. So it is, it's hard. It is one of those things you've got to tear yourself away. All right. Well, we've got to talk about, you know, food, you know, We'll start with, let's talk cabanas a little bit first. I love that you chose to do sit-down lunch instead of cabanas, but I imagine you probably went to cabanas for some of your other meals, maybe breakfast or anything. What do you think of cabanas? You know, you've been on now the two, both of the classic ships. 
You know, when someone asks you a question and you just immediately forget all of your life experience that you've ever had, I'm, <laughs> I'm tracing back through my head. And I think we only went to Cabana's on the day that we were in Nassau for lunch oh. time around. I mean, it's a buffet and, you know, I can eat anyone under the table at a buffet. Like that's, <laughs> that's not a problem for me. But I think that this time around, we just, you know, we wanted to do a sit down breakfast. We had the Palo brunch. So we kind of sacrificed a breakfast and a lunch to be hungry for Palo. But the one day that we were like ready to go to Cabana's was the churro waffle day. Yes. And I we loaded up someone fish extended us some Tupperware to fill with things from the buffet. No so way. I, you did a to-go bag from the buffet. Oh we did. man. Oh man. And we were all ready to take home a couple Mickey waffles each from the churro day. And then we forgot it in the room. <laughs> so we were sitting down to the last breakfast. I went, oh no, ran back to the room. They had already thrown it away, but I rescued the Tupperware, which is really cute because it had Mickey on it. But I didn't get my churro waffles to bring home. There was like a churro waffle mix at the grocery store last week. I tried to make it and it's just, it's not the same. Got to go back on the ship to have them again. Well, and I would say this, I don't think you can actually bring the churro waffles off the ship and into the U.S. That would be my guess. You're not supposed to, but who's checking? If it's in your... Uh, Customs and border protection are checking and it could be a very expensive waffle. It could be, but if it's in your backpack and not in your... If you're carrying it off the ship, they're not going to be checking your luggage. But anything you're sending off the ship, like in your larger luggage, through that goes through customs. So Brian is right. You're not allowed to, but I doubt anybody would find your waffles if they were in your backpack. I don't know. For legal reasons, I should say, we did not get the waffles in time. <laughs> you did not get them. They did not come ashore with you. That's I can see our dogs hilarious. going crazy over a, a waffle in a backpack. So I think those dogs at uh, security can as well. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode okay so not a lot of time spent at cabanas i don't think that's i don't think that's an erroneous choice let me put it out there there's plenty of food on the pool deck plenty of food in main dining restaurants i'd love to hear what you thought of the food in main dining and then of course the entertainment because you you know mentioned this was obviously we we've Mentioned this was your first time on the Magic, so that means Rapunzel's Royal Table, Animator's Palette, which you'd been in before, and then, of course, Lumiere's, which is very, very similar to Triton's. But yeah, what did you think of the you know, atmosphere, the food, the shows, that sort of thing? 
Okay, I'm going to try to remember all my talking points for this. <laughs> so the thing in Lumiere's, one of my friend's favorite vloggers talked about the lobster pasta and saying how bad it was. So for months, we kept saying to ourselves, okay, we got to try the bad lobster pasta. We took one bite and went, yep, nope, this was just as bad as we imagined. So <laughs> that went back. But I love the duck. I feel like we don't give enough love to the duck at Lumiere's. Oh, yeah. That is point. I, I mean, I am not like I worked in a restaurant to, you know, pay my way through college. And I am not adventurous enough as a home cook to make duck. So this is like the one time I'm going to get it. And that was amazing. I loved animators palette. Just, you know, Disney knows how to give you an experience. And so, you know, as they're doing the big montage, I don't know if I should say spoiler alert, but you know, Niagara Falls over here. And Aww. I will say the the one thing that I am really disappointed about was that Rapunzel's was the thing that I was most excited for because Rapunzel's one of my favorite characters. Mm -hmm. And that was the night I didn't make it to dinner. Oh, it no. wasn't. Oh, but thankfully, my friend brought me back dessert. So I did get to try the sweet bread. Oh, and yeah. The, the night, in the frying pan. It was amazing. I have I have no regrets about, you know, at least being able to try that. But thankfully, the night before on the I think it was the pirate night. They brought me the tangled pasta with the scallops, which was oh. like the number one thing I wanted to try on this cruise. So I feel like I got enough to be able to say it was amazing enough. But yeah, I, I really did love the food. I mean, where else are you going to be able to order that many things and try that much? Oh, yeah, I love that. I, and I will say I love that tangled pasta as well. I think that's one of the best dishes on the Magic. You can't get it on the other ships because it's specific to Rapunzel's, but it's a great dish. And that dessert, you know, I was actually really disappointed We were on, when we were on the Magic, as you mentioned, over Labor Day. When we went to Rapunzel's, it happened to be pirate night and we wanted to get up onto the deck to see the fireworks. And so we actually missed, it was only a three night cruise. So it was, you know, we had, we didn't have the pirate menu. We still had the Rapunzel's menu. We missed the dessert. We weren't able to get that. Yeah. The, the sweet bread in the frying pan because otherwise we would have missed the fireworks. So it was choosing dessert or fireworks. And frankly, for my waistline, I think we chose the right. Way. I'll be honest, you know, when it came to those deck parties and they had the soiree with the captain's toast, mm -hmm. I probably would have taken the dessert over everything but yes. those 25th fireworks. I was a little bit let down and, you know, the pirate fireworks, they're fireworks. But I just that that sweet bread, I just I think about it constantly. It's so good. Yeah, it's such a good dessert. Well, speaking of that, before we talk about Paulo, you've reminded me we haven't talked about fireworks in particular. You got to have two fireworks shows, the Pirate Night fireworks and the 25th anniversary fireworks. 25th anniversary fireworks are kind of short. I think I try to warn people when, you know, or we tried to warn people, don't expect too much. Not that it's not a good show. Just don't expect like as long of a show as the pirate show. But what what did you think? Really? I, so I feel like I had a little bit of an opposite experience. You know, on the wonder with the pirate fireworks, that was one where I was thinking back in December. Okay, yeah, that was pretty short. And especially being in New England, you know, with the Fourth of July, we get these big elaborate fireworks displays constantly. But you know, the thing about the twenty fifth anniversary fireworks that really sold me was that song that they wrote for it. Someone posted about it in the Facebook group after the fact, right after I was able to get it out of my head. So I'll just be, you know, like <laughs> running on the gym trying to zone out and I'll find myself humming it in my head. So <laughs> I, I think I'm going to take that song to the grave with me. 
<laughs> I really did love the 25th fireworks. You know, the pirate fireworks were great. The the deck party, it's a deck party. You know, when you've seen it once, with the exception of the wish, you've seen it, you know, all the times you really need to. The only thing that really for that nighttime experience that really kind of disappointed me was that they get together in the atrium with the captain's toast. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going really on behind the scenes, but it was a really quick kind of thing. And the characters that they brought out were just Mickey, Minnie, and Donald, who we had all met at that point. So, yep. you know, everyone was kind of cramped in right before dinner. But it was nice to get a free drink. I mean, when when else does Disney give out free drinks? So Absolutely. So we had the same experience as you had on the Magic with the Shimmering Seas soiree. It was only... I actually don't even think we had a third character. I think we only had Mickey and Minnie. And whereas on The Wish, we had... The Fab Five plus Daisy plus Chip and Dale. So there were a lot, it spread people out a lot more. I mean, there was still a mad yeah. rush and you could, there was no way you would be able to get a picture with all of the characters. But because there were so many characters, you could get, you know, your picture taken with several of them. Whereas with on the magic, it w- really, you were lucky if you got your picture taken with one of the three or with one of the two Frost characters. So, Yeah, I think it's just, there's just not a whole lot of space in obviously that atrium on the magic or on the wonder. So that, you know, makes sense. All right. Well, we've got to talk about Paulo. You obviously were able to snag that brunch by just vigilantly checking online. Did it live up to the hype? Did it live up to your expectations? And did you do it on the sea day or on the Nassau day? So we did it on the sea day. I mean, we didn't really get to pick because it was, you know, whatever popped up first. My friends had done it on our first, on my first cruise in December, but it was the day after he had proposed. So I was booked to go with them and I kind of went, I'm oh. going to give you guys a moment. But this time around, I was able to go and it lived up to every expectation I had. That eggs Benedict, you know, I was someone who kind of looked at the menu and said, okay, there are certain foods here that, you know, they're foods that I kind of have regularly, your eggs Benedicts and your chicken parms of the world. Well, I will concede my pride got the best of me. That was that was absolutely amazing. Now all my family has to listen to all the time is about, you know, the Palo this and the Palo that. It's, <laughs> I have no regrets. And I think that was easily the best money we spent on that trip. Oh, yeah. I think people are like thinking, oh, why should I spend extra money? Well, because you're going to get like really, really good quality food and worth every penny, at least with Paulo Brunch. I'm not sure that everybody would feel that way about some of the other, you know, meals, whether it's, you know, Remy or Enchante brunch dinner or even Paulo dinner. But I think with Paulo Brunch, if you do it the right way, meaning you're going to try like a whole bunch of different stuff and order a bunch of desserts as well and skip breakfast and skip lunch and just have brunch. Yeah, I think it's well worth the 45 or sorry, $50 now, the $50 price tag that it is right now. What were your favorites beyond the eggs benedict and the chicken parm? Ooh, okay, that's that's a great question. I mean, when I think about Paulo in my head, it really was the dessert that really made it for me. They had that Ooh. panna cotta uh, mm-hmm. with like the strawberry popping pearls. I, I finished that. I My friend took one bite and I went, okay, nope, I'm taking that. <laughs> she took the souffle though. So I, I think that was that was a bargain that I was yeah. willing to make. But it was it was really, you know, amazing. There was this other show that I was listening to when I was, you know, preparing for this trip where they said that the cruise line is the last place where that Disney difference is really thriving. And mm-hmm. I think all you need to do is look at the staff at Palo and you know that it's there. 
Absolutely. And it's kind of amazing because the staff at Palo, they have to work in other parts of the ship as well. Like they staff cabanas on like on embarkation day or sorry, not on embark. They staff cabanas on debarkation morning. They staff the dining rooms on embarkation day. So whoever your servers were in the in the dining room on embarkation day when you had those delicious empanadas were probably Palo staff. staff. So they have to really know the operation of cabanas, of cookies and cookies too, and of Palo, you know, and and of the main dining room. So it, it's a lot. It's, a, I think, a, a pretty tough job. As of course, all of the dining staff have a pretty tough job. But yeah, it's such an amazing level of service and such an amazing level of food. But the real question for Palo Brunch is, I heard chicken parm. I did not hear lasagna. <laughs> I also heard I liked the desserts, but I did not hear the Palo Sticky Bun. So did either of those things make an appearance on the table? And if not, you need to immediately book a cruise and go back. So I did try the lasagna. My friend Emily, she liked the lasagna a lot more than I did. I did enjoy it. I'm just not the biggest lasagna person. (laughs) But the Sticky Bun... So we were right next to the window and the sun was shining right through us, through the window onto us. And so by that point of the meal and you're almost full... The idea of like another warm item just kind of, I knew that if that had happened, a four hour nap was going to be involved. So I sacrificed that one and put it on the next time list. I just plan for a four hour nap in the rainforest room or something similar. So yes, <laughs> I feel your pain. There is a lot of food coma whenever we leave Paulo and it is hard to like get moving. I never plan like something right after Paulo brunch. I will plan to do like a massage or something before Paulo brunch, but not right after because you know it's going to take you some time before everything works its way through your system. I like to walk around the ship after Apollo brunch. I feel like that's the best use of my of my digestive the time is walking around the ship. Yeah, I mean, those sea days are precious, so... Absolutely, know. absolutely. Well, any highlights from Castaway, since we haven't talked about Castaway yet, you know, you mentioned you planned on doing the 5K, you did the pedal boarding, you got some some sunstroke. Any sort of standout things from Castaway that you wanted to mention? Yeah. Okay. This is a little bit of a tangent here. So the first night that we were there, I had one of those moments that no matter how much I had prepared for things, I still kind of blanked a little bit. So we were at like 8.05 and I forgot when dinner was. So we <laughs> just asked the first cast member we could find what time was dinner and her name was Lily from Mexico. And she was absolutely lovely. She was a huge Taylor Swift fan. My friend and I had just gone to see her tour earlier in the spring. And so we had like a 20 minute conversation about that. We were late for dinner. And she ended up doing the Art of the Theme Show tour. And we actually got to exchange friendship bracelets because that's what all the Taylor Swift fans are doing now. But when we were doing the Art of the Theme Show tour with her, the one thing she said that really stuck with me was, you know, I don't know why anyone would want to run on their vacation. If you're running, just know I'm going to be judging you just a little bit, but I will hand you the medal. (laughs) I did the 5K as soon as I got off the ship. And this is when I really need to brag. I did it in 32 minutes and 40 seconds. Nice. Um, Wow. And I was the first person of the day. And my mom just did not believe me after having to listen to me complaining about how much all my joints hurt all these (laughs) months. But we had to stop by later when we were going back to Castaway Key after I had changed And just the look that I got from Lily when she was handing out the medals was just worth every second of the training that it took. (laughs) Uh, But I'll be honest, and I don't know if this is a popular opinion or not, 
I did not enjoy Serenity Bay Barbecue at all. Oh, interesting. interesting. It was a really tough line system to get through. I feel like it wasn't really built to get people through it. But, you know, coming from New England and growing up in a beach town, we know how to, you know, make hamburgers and hot dogs. And that's a huge part of our diet in the summer. Mm-hmm. It just didn't live up as much. Yeah. I don't think the food is that great on Castaway in general. I mean, it's fine. It's, you know, it's burgers. There's not even French fries on the island, which I'm like, I don't understand. Oh, you're that. right. Yeah. The only way you get French fries, if you if you have an allergy meal that you've requested, you can get French fries with your food. But if you are not an allergy meal, no, there's no fries. It's just those chips, right? Like Lay's potato chips, which are fine, but I'd rather have French fries. Yeah. I don't I just don't think it's that good. The only thing that's better about the Serenity Bay barbecue is that you have the steak as an option that you just don't have. Yeah. The steak was really great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's serviceable barbecue, but it's not anything It's you know, the wish barbecue on the top deck better for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't know if I want anything fancier than what they serve. You know, I guess we'll find out because we may get some fancier food at Royal Caribbean for a perfect day, depending on what we opt to do there. But I feel like burgers and hot dogs are, they're just the right speed, like for a beach vacation day. They're fine. They're just not that great of burgers and hot dogs. Let's put it that way. I okay. feel like the deck hamburgers and hot dogs are better than the ones at yes. Serenity Bay right. Barbecue. See, I disagree I there. I like the, because it feels like they, they're actually grilling the food. You get the smoky flavor to it as opposed to like the gas grill flavor or whatever they're using on the, on the ship. So they're doing that. I like the, the, it's a flat top on the, on the ship. On the ship. I, yeah. It's a grill. I think it, I actually, I prefer the flat top. I don't, uh, I don't prefer whatever they're doing on, on the Island to cook those burgers. They are cooking them to death. So, I mean, I still ate it. I mean, any meal that I don't need to cook myself, right. It's... <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Anything you don't have to cook. That's, that's a good meal. I, I'm with you there. Anything we missed before we subject you to a little bit of torture. <laughs> you know, oh, the, the one thing that was a little bit funny was that the day that we were at Palo was the day that the treasure unveiling got rebooked for. Oh, so yeah. We were all set to go watch that because we were thinking, okay, you know, when are we, when are we ever going to get to have this same experience again? But then we realized it was the same time that we were at brunch. So oh, that gosh. quickly transitioned to, we're just going to ask someone what happened. And, no matter how many people we asked afterwards, everyone just kind of went, I don't know, I didn't watch it. So <laughs> I don't know if it was a big thing or not. Yeah, I imagine it might not have been. I mean, I, when you're sort of, let's you're at, at sea, it's a sea day. I'm sure most people weren't paying for the internet to watch that while they're enjoying their beautiful sea day. So that kind of makes sense. And who needs the reveal show, Sam, when they can just listen to the DCL duo talk all about it once you're back on land. So that's you know, right. We, that's we can get anybody right. caught up on the reveal. So there you go. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest, I, I'm on a government salary, so I, I need those prices to go down about, you know, 40 <laughs> percent before I'm even going to look at it. You could say that about the wish too. I, I need those prices to go down forty percent just to be insanity territory for yeah. like you know yeah yeah absolutely. All right, well, Sean, I've already subjected you to Sam enough. I feel like we should just skip rapid fire and let you win. Just send us the stickers, but Sam won't let me do that. She'll come in here and take over the microphone and produce the rest of this show, which will be a nightmare for everyone. So <laughs> we have reached that point in the show where I need to hand you over to Sam for some arbitrary questions, some arbitrary rules, and a dash of judgment are the round we know as a rapid fire. So Sam, take it away. 
Sean, welcome to Rapid Fire. I'm going to ask you some of your Disney favorites and then your Disney Cruise Line favorites. Now, you only have two ships to choose from, the magic or the wonder. So let's not talk about the wish, the dream, the fantasy, or the soon-to-be treasure or the soon-to-be adventure as well. Okay, so let's start with your favorite Disney character. And Disney can mean anything that Disney owns. So pretty much anything in the known universe. Yeah, we haven't had anyone do a character from a live action movie from Star Wars, from Marvel. We have had folks... The Simpsons. The Simpsons are part of this now. Brian, you're wrong. We have had people choose Marvel characters and we've had people choose Star Wars characters, but we haven't had somebody choose the Simpsons character. (laughs) I was so excited for a second and then, Sam, you had to add that because I was going to say, wait, five seconds. So I have Captain America's shield tattooed on my back. Uh, I wrote my thesis about him in college, but I got to go with Dear Sweet Grogu. Oh! You're going to choose Grogu over Cap? What? That's a winner. That's a winner. That's a <laughs> winner right there. I just love him so much. He is my son. He's so cute. He is. You know, funny. just all you have to do is go to the video of the parks and look for a video of Mickey Mouse walking down the street versus a video of the Mandalorian and Grogu walking through the Star Wars area. And which one has the larger ring mob around them? And it's going to be the Mandalorian with Grogu, I think. So, yeah. That's true. And that is a, a classic park experience. We've now gotten to to see Grogu and Mandalorian walking around in Galaxy's Edge, and it's so fun. So cool. Anyway, let's set that aside because we need to know what your favorite Disney movie is, Sean. And again, same rules apply for Disney. This could be anything Disney owns. Yeah, it's tangled. I I, I can't even I can't even dispute. I love Winter Soldier and the Avengers so much, but Yes, it's, it's Tangled. It Listen, Tangled's a great movie, so no judgment there. Okay, favorite Disney song. Ooh, okay. I, this is the one that in my head, I just couldn't pick one no matter how many times I thought about it. Mm. But I have been on a big kick with the one from Tangled, the musical, When She Returns. Alan Menken, he only writes bops. I, I gotta go totally. with that. Love it. Awesome. All right. Now we're going to move on to Disney Cruise Line ships and talk about your favorite main stage show. So you can choose from the magic or the wonder. And I know that there is a correct answer for this. Yeah, there. I mean, there is. <laughs> you only have two ships to choose from. So you there's really two options that you have. Let's put it out that way. <laughs> I will acknowledge that Frozen is better, but I love Tangled. That just, you know, I just I teared up. I mean, it's very easy to make me cry watching Disney content. <laughs> but so I got to go with Tangled. That was, you know, a huge reason why we picked the magic. So, yeah, listen, that's not a wrong answer. I would have accepted either Frozen or Tangled for that question because both are such fantastic stage shows. I'm with you. I think I think the Frozen show just technically speaking, just a little bit better, but they're both so, so, so good. And I like the storyline for Tangled better as well. I like the movie better, you know, if I'm picking between the two Tangled, but I'm Yeah, but I'm picking Frozen on the stage is fantastic. Okay, let's move away from entertainment and talk, well, let's move away from Walt Disney Theater Entertainment and talk activities. What is your favorite activity to do on board a Disney Cruise Line ship? This is the moment I might lose rapid fire. (laughs) I mean, I loved the animation, but that art of the theme show with our friend Lily, that was just amazing. We even, we ran into Mickey just by chance. So... I mean, being able to hear that history of the ship and go into that level of detail, that's something that's right up my alley. Oh, I love that. That's a great answer. For those who don't know and who haven't heard us talk about this before, the Art of the Theme Ship Tour is an adults-only tour that they do on 
I think all the ships except the Wish. The Wish has its own tour with a different name. And they will take you around the ship and point out different, you know, little art, you know, touches or design touches and sort of explain the meaning behind them. And sort of they might explain about the carpets. You might explain about the lighting. It's really whatever the cast member that is acting as your tour guide wants to talk about because there's so much to talk about. But the design details and the building of the ship and all that kind of you know, information is so, so fantastic. So I I love that answer, Sean. I think that's a great one. All right, let's talk bar spaces. Now, I know you didn't spend a lot of time in these spaces, but what was your favorite of them? Oh, I got to go with Keys, I think. That's when we tried the Silver Anniversary cocktail. Oh, yeah. And I am not very good at drinking. Like, I'm a little bit of a lightweight. So the second I took a sip of that cocktail, it was strong. And I remember just going like, Oh my gosh, it's like drinking gasoline here. So, you know, heavy-handed pour, worth every cent. And I got the coaster, so that was awesome. There you go. And it was a very pretty drink, I would say. I thought it was, you know, nice color. And then, like you said, that beautiful coaster to go along with it. And after a really long first day, having that nice, relaxed atmosphere, that got me right ready for bedtime. Perfect. Love it. Okay. Favorite space on the ship. We're not going to talk dining yet, but another favorite space on the ship. Oh, that's this is a question that I really was not prepared for. I really did like the updated Soul Cat Lounge. We saw a couple of the live singers there and the cocktail menu was outstanding. That smoked old fashioned was awesome. So I think I got to go with that. It was a really great way to just refresh the space. Oh, yeah. I love it, too. I think that's a great answer. Okay. Rotational dining. Which one was your favorite or which one is your favorite, let's say, of the the six that you've been in between the magic and the wonder, understanding that animator's palette is pretty much the same between the two. But yeah, which one is your favorite? It would have been Rapunzel's if I had just hung on for that (laughs) whole show. So I feel like I don't have enough information to be able to, you know, count that one. Tiana's is amazing. But I think that just the memories of Animator's Palette with my friend Emily, that just really is something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. Oh, I love that. Okay, food items. We're going to talk a sweet item first and then a savory item second. And it could be from anywhere on the ship. And again, it could be from the magic or the wonder. So what was a favorite sweet item on board? It's the beignets. That's that's the only right answer. I love that. Fantastic. So you got to go back to the French Quarter Lounge in on uh, on the Wonder or back to Tiana's place because you can only have what they're calling a Zeppeli in the Soul Cat Lounge, which is not the same as the well, it's very similar, but not quite the same. Or you could go in the Wish, frankly. All right. What is a favorite savory item you had on board one of these two ships? It was the tangled pasta, I think. Oh, Uh, wow. I, I really. This is another unpopular opinion. I didn't mind the pirate menu that much. That tangled pasta just, that was something that I'm all about. Oh, I I, love I it. can eat my body weight in scallops. <laughs> Fantastic. They have to be cooked right, but if it's good, it's really good. Okay. Well, now that you've been on The Wonder and The Magic, I got to ask you, which one did you like better? If you have to overall favorite between the two you know they're very similar in a lot of ways but they have different restaurants they have different shows there's different theming in the you know bar spaces and whatnot which one do you like better and there is a right answer here there's a right answer <laughs> brian he knows I'm, the right answer i i know what the right answer is but i'm gonna give you the wrong answer oh, I, I, I love think, it i think the amount of time we had to get to know the magic really played 
a role in that because even though it was just one day, that was, you know, 24 more hours we got. And we had a lot of Facebook friends on both cruises. Shout out to Lynette from my Maritime cruise. But I think that just, you know, having that extra Rapunzel theming and the silver anniversary, it just, it made that magic experience so much better. But I got a lot of love for the wonder. And I think that I'll have an answer that you guys will like soon. All right. Okay. Well, my last question of rapid fire, which I know Brian is going to follow up after I finish rapid fire with what's next. But my next question is... Oh, way, what, to, way to preview, preempt the question, Sam. <laughs> but my next question is your bucket list cruise. If you could go anywhere in the world on a Disney cruise ship, where are you going? When I was doing my homework for this, that was the question I couldn't really ever find an answer for. Like I talked about earlier, I'm not that big of a uh, port person. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter as much for me on most itineraries. So for me, it's just whenever I'm on a Disney ship, you know, nice. that means I'm on vacation having the time of my life. Yeah. So more days probably would be better than less days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're good seats, I am kind of susceptible to motion sickness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the good people at Bonin got a lot of money out of me. I love it. Well, thank you for playing Rapid Fire, Sean. You have been an excellent sport. I will say you didn't win, but you didn't lose. So let's call it a draw. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Well, Sean, as Sam previewed, what's next for you? So I put that $250 deposit down just so that I could have, you know, something to beat the post-vacation blues and have it for the hope of it all. Uh, And I really wasn't intending to using it because in 2024, I have like eight weddings to go to. So my money's going to attending all of those. But I talked to my family after I got back and I've been really trying to get them on the cruise. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that my family all wanted to do was a cruise to Alaska. Oh, fantastic. They haven't announced it for 25 yet, but I have been looking and it does very much look like the wonder is going back. Fingers crossed. And now that I've said it, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> I have Shanghai to them and just slowly been telling them like, okay, you know, if we go and then the next day when we go, yes. and then, you know, I've just been trying to really get them on that idea that we're going to do Alaska in 2025. The power, so the power of suggestion, you just keep saying it and it will, you know, it will become true. They'll start saying it themselves. I love that. Well, maybe we'll see you in Alaska because we are also hoping to book an Alaskan cruise on Disney Cruise Line in 2025. So we'll see. that would be awesome. We get to see each other in person. In person. And, you know, if, if any listeners want to take up a collection to make that happen, I, I'm, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We will start the DCL Duo. What do they call that, Sam? What's the site that does the all GoFundMe? the... GoFundMe. Yeah, we'll start the DCL Duo FundMe cruise, cruise site. But for now, Sean, thank you for taking the time to come on and share your fabulous cruise on the magic with all of our listeners out there. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was great to finally be able to meet you guys. A big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all 
all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. Thank you.